Is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215. Follow us on X Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Morning, boys. You bet your sweet bippy. Morning. 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 And, and, and we were just talking about when I did um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire the last time. Yeah. And uh, Pierre, um, this was pre you being on the show, was my yeah. phone a friend. I yeah. was. This was I mean, pre-COVID. Let's be honest. He he would be everyone's top choice, wouldn't he? Oh yeah. You got lucky with that one. But um, sitting by a switchboard. Yeah. So I that that was the night where they um, I had to wait for my car back to the station for ages. And uh, the runner said to me, sorry, we thought you'd be on a lot longer than that about the show. This is the ultimate sort of slap in the face. <laughs> she might as well have put comma, you idiot, at the end of it. But Pierre was just talking about that. Um, they, they send a sort of, uh, you know that Tom Jones film, uh, Tom Jones song, Green green grass of home when he says there's a guard and there's a set old padre. <laughs> arm and arm we'll walk till daybreak. You were sent a guard, weren't you, to make sure you didn't cheat? Yeah, I was sent a sort of knowledge bouncer. Right. <laughs> a, guy, a guy in a sort of uh, security company branded uh, fleece. Okay. I would have been instantly suspicious. I've seen those mafia films. They're always about to whack you. That's it, People yeah. He... arrive in security guard outfits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he was holding a big bunch of roses <laughs> pointed at my torso. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he comes in and, and you have to sort of sit somewhere where they can take a picture of you, like on your couch, say. Yeah. And in the picture there cannot be any books or phones or objects within arm's reach. Oh. Who are these Philistines? No books allowed. <laughs> yeah, they took a picture of you next to you, just the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, exactly. There might be a bit of a problem. Just the sound of paper. Or, uh, yes, I just uh, phone a friend and I, I think um, trying to find the answer. I think uh, Joey Essex and... Uh, What's he called? Joe Swash, is that his name? I think it's in their contract that in their photographs there could be no books of any kind. Lest their brand be tainted forever. Nothing thicker than a magazine. Read the contract. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'd love it if you went round there with Google. I've told you, can you hide those copies, Joey, of the brothers Karamazov? It's not good for you. <laughs> yeah. I actually think um, th- those two Joes, Joe and Joey, are, are quite smart dudes, but they know what the public want. The public don't want to be challenged. They want to be consoled. Yeah, yeah, strokes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When they just relax and think, oh, can you pass me Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen? I've got to just to cleanse me. Having to have to be an idiot on another panel show just to make people feel better. You think they say... God, now that's over, I can get back to my translation of Beowulf <laughs> that I've been working on. Maybe not that much, but they're definitely giving the people what makes well, them feel Who better. was, the, who was yeah. the guy on Big Brother who was responsible, Frank? Was It, it was a Brian, wasn't it? Oh, you, not Brian Dowling. Bellow. Very good. Yeah. Um, See, I, he was smart as well. Well, he once said, who's Shakespeare? I don't know who, and I didn't believe him. 
Mm. Oh. Okay. Well, I told you I once did a show with him where we had to do a guessing thing. Mm. And it was some famous English icons. And I got uh, the Hay Wayne, the painting by okay. John Constable. And I was, trying, I, was, I was trying to... No, he got it rather. So it was on his card. Right. And I was uh, trying to guess what it was. And he was saying beaches, beaches, music, you know, girls dancing. And I just couldn't get it. And then uh, it was the Hay Wayne, but he'd read it as Hawaii. <sighs> that English icon. But... Um, <laughs> No, I I think it's uh, it's play down. That's the uh, that's the secret. I wonder if anyone's ever if they do that with every phone a friend. I'd yeah. love to know if anyone's ever entered into a relationship with the man who comes <laughs> to watch over you. Well, like a sort of Stockholm syndrome thing. Yeah, sitting there saying but you're going to get talking, and eventually, and also they'll be impressed by whatever you say on the phone, and then they, you know they'll say, look, you know what you're doing on. <laughs> I did think, like, how vetted are the knowledge bouncers? Oh, how vetted are the vetters? Yes, that's it. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I thought staring mm. at him. I jabbed my finger at him and I said, and who guards you? Yeah, exactly. Answer me that. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, and while he pondered it, I snuck a little book out from under my couch. <laughs> Didn't he just stand over you? Did he <laughs> yeah. just stand we over was, you? We sat on opposite ends of a sort of sitting What about if you said, you're doing room. anything, let's meet up. Tuesday night, you like Chinese food, and he said, oh, I'm, doing, I'm doing the chase. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, So am I. God. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were mm. discussing magic tricks. And we were talking. <laughs> Don't tell about people that. The, it's well, not very well, good for the brand. No. Discussing magic. No. But you you did, frankly, a very good impression of that moment where someone presents whatever it is, the, the kind of <laughs> a, obviously a, plastic a flowers. Or a car. Oh, yeah, or a car. Yeah. And uh, Emily. The doves are real. The ever? doves are real. Yeah. We can say that. Mm. Emily, you made the noise of, that people make when that sort of happens. Hey, they say, hey. Ooh. <laughs> and I did think if you're doing actual magic, the last thing you want, you want gasps, don't you? Yeah, you don't you want do. that sort of, hey, there it is. I am, I think I <laughs> am. There aren't many things I think I'm in, the best at, but I'm the one of the best magic audiences you could have. I really do go, oh, coming from behind the ear. I mean, I get so excited by certainly close-up magic particularly. Do you, do you like mm. magic, Frank? Oh, yeah. I like watching it. Oh, I didn't it. know that about you. Yeah. Okay. Do, why do you think I'm wearing a brocade <laughs> waistcoat? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not. Don't switch off. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Hey, listen, speaking of magic, sort of-ish, uh, I visited um, um, my sister-in-law, etc., and her family at a posh hotel this week that they were staying at. Lovely it was, and we went for dinner there. And my son said, can I bring the projector I bought from Lidl? Oh. I said, oh, sure. <laughs> so, um, How large was the projector? Oh, it's quite, it's, it's from Lidl. 
projector and a little so, dead projector. Sorry, that doesn't oh, answer yeah. my question. Well, it's a little projector. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, um, oh. so yes, you didn't know little did projectors. No. Did, well, did Tesco do a sort of light displays or something I, this is bizarre to me I think Lidl do things you I, I was in Lidl <laughs> is it online Lidl no it's, it's oh. well it might be but it exists oh. as a shop I've never been in it's one it's also in our realm Okay. They have a sort of a what looks like a giant pick and mix section, but in one section there'll be like Wellington boots <laughs> Yeah. and then in another one like Gilet, canvas gilet. Yeah. And there was one, and it had about five axes in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big, and I mean, big, the sort of axes you could take a building down with. What yeah. do you display an axe next to? It's a hard choice, isn't it? I can't remember what was in the next section. Yeah, you've got to be careful. Yeah, I think it was uh, those milk teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and then cola bottles in the one next to <laughs> Of course, you buy them by weight, so if you do get an axe, it will be a... Yeah, but you're walking around with an axe in one of those little big stripy bags. <laughs> Offering it round. Axe? No, thanks, no. Um, anyway... Um, Stick in my teeth. So we got to the place, and it was, it was a lovely hotel. I won't name it because... Um, I can't remember what it's called. And you also, so did I have to pay? Yeah. Oh, I said you well. won't name it because we have to pay. No, no. I, anyway, so um, so he got these little. It's only like a say, small projector. Yeah. It's not like you know, the the owner of the the guy who runs the theme park in uh, Scooby Doo. It's not no. that level. <laughs> not that no. level of project projection equipment no. where he can make people actually like, carry things <laughs> that he's projecting. Somehow, yeah. yeah. I don't know how he does that. So um, we were sitting having the posh meal and Boz just went and plugged the projector in in the socket oh. and just started uh, projecting images on the ceiling. <laughs> what, what were the images? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you after this. <laughs> I'll just give you one little brief moment in time. At one point, there was a French man came over to talk to us about wine, and there was like an image of uh, Santa Claus just <laughs> spinning round above his head on the ceiling. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, yes, so we, yeah, there was a. The, what you asked um, before, what the what the slides were for the oldie projector. Sorry, little projector. Oh, my goodness, what a <sighs> terrible faux pas. <laughs> you can't get those mixed up. Your name's going to be Yeah, that's there, like, the, like the bit in Hamlet where, um, where uh, um, the king mixes up the names of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern and his wife has to correct him. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Anyway, Aldi and uh, Little. <laughs> they should have called them Aldi and Little. In the, yeah. Tom's anyway, the good double X. So yeah. Yeah, there's, there's three sets of slides come with the uh, the little projector, and then the little projector into two slides uh, for each uh, theme, and the themes are Halloween, which obviously at the moment is opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, you can probably guess what will be on those, 
ones. Spooky pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pumpkin, uh, bats. Ghosts yep. in re- wearing Reeboks. Well, ghosts, um, <laughs> the sort of, the ghosts are very, you know, the bald ghost on the chiffon. That kind oh, of Oh, I ghost. don't like those ones. No? No. No, these are... I like a sheet with the black eyes. Don't yeah, you? well, it, it, it's a, yeah. It, it's based that theme, but that, it's good. Good Halloween. Okay. And then Christmas, you know, Father Christmas, uh, yeah. snowflakes, that kind of thing. Drunk wearing red. No, well, then, it, then there's a New Year set, and, oh. and Buzz put the first ones on. And what, what would you anticipate would be on the New Year slide? I'm surprised they did a New Year one. The very blandest of the holidays. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I would say some sort of, uh, I mean, it's not very child appropriate, but a, a popping champagne cork. Yes, well, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, some glasses that are made to look yeah. like a year. Yeah, no, not that good. Not the glasses. No. Um, this is little. A, a oh, sorry, that, yeah. They don't even use all the vowels. <laughs> so um, they... Uh, Drink basically, and then right. there's a second one for each one, and then the second New Year one, more drink. Just more <laughs> I just couldn't think of a New Year thing other than drunkenness. A big calendar? No, no calendar. Mm. Big colander might have been better. A big colander that you can yeah. get from the middle. Was aisle. it just the <laughs> yeah. massive was industrial green, colander. green colander, <laughs> like the sort of thing you could do if you had a small. A troop, <laughs> you could do all the potatoes in that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, was it just God, was some big shoes? Big shoes in the uh, middle aisle, the, the, middle. <laughs> the little aisle, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, big, ugly shoes that who would, who would want those? Did, was, was you can no... imagine Dr. Frankenstein thinking, Yeah, they might fit him. Look slightly cheap, I think. <laughs> Lice up Wellington. Yeah. These are for a friend. <laughs> Do you have saying. something in a slightly yeah. smaller size? Uh, yeah, Dr. Frankenstein thinking, maybe for safety I'll get an axe <laughs> while I'm here. <laughs> you don't want to need it and not have it. <laughs> Excuse me, would it be possible to shorten the trousers by a couple of inches? Cheese, <laughs> oh man! So it was. Yeah, it was. It went on. None of the staff remarked uh, on the, the slides on the ceiling <laughs> that were on there for. I would say. Between 45 minutes and an hour. Did it affect other diners? I mean, was it... Did people... Was there a smattering of applause as each slide was changed? No, nothing. One woman looked up at the ceiling as she walked through, um, but made no comment. What image did she catch, I wonder? I can't remember. I mean, it was lovely to see some Christmas stuff up there so early. It would have been fun if one of the waiters had looked up on the Halloween slides and gone, as though he was actually afraid of the ghosts. Sorry, I just saw some pumpkins. I'd like it if next time someone booked a table and said, excuse me, what's happened to the slides? That's the reason we come here for our anniversary. Yeah. I wish Little had included, like... One of their own sort of slides with the, the axe and maybe some panda cola. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Oh, I tell you what, I went fishing this week. You went fishing? Mm. Gone fishing. I didn't actually. I went and watched my son fish. Um, my uh, our Keith is a fanatical angler. Oh. Um, used to have a load of trophies. I don't know what happened to them. And he used to win a lot of um, big pieces of meat in contests. Fish. No, oh. meat. What is uh, meat? Uh, surf and turf. It was that kind of. Was yeah. meat given as the prize? Yeah, that was the prize. It was generally, as I recall, it was it was mainly like you'd win a leg of lamb or something like that if oh. you want, or sometimes electric blankets. Sure, the two things you get from fishing. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think that it might be possible if you could crank it up enough to cook a leg of lamb. <laughs> Wrapped in an electric blanket. Surely, because and you're supposed to slow cook lamb. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go, put it to bed. Uh, electric blanket is a slow cooker of sorts. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That's, that's why old people are so soft. In fact, you could probably sneak it up on, a, on an actual living lamb without it realising what's going on until it's too late. And initially it would be very grateful. <laughs> yeah. The lamb said, finally some service out here. <laughs> anyway, so um, the idea was to teach my uh, son to fish. So we got there. We were there for five hours. What happens if you teach him to fish? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's exactly. I've then he doesn't. He doesn't need to aid. He'll finally stop asking you for individual fishes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then he's. Then you feed him for a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't really. Anyway, we there was an incident which still lives with me. Was there for five hours, and I was the only one who didn't have a seat. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and we had blue tackies. Oh. Blue tackies is... You know, we talked we talk recently on the tackies is the hottest snack of them all, and blue is supposed to be the hottest of the tackies. For oh. me... I thought that was your funny little name for blue tack. Oh, no. No, yeah, they're snacks the made version. from blue tack, <laughs> which is great, because if you've got nowhere to put the bag, <laughs> put it on a tree... Um, no, tackies. so it was. It was all. Yeah, I I prefer the red, but let's not go into it. So, Keith went off to the uh, convenience, which I, I believe is called uh, the countryside, yes. and uh, the countryside is a toilet. <laughs> yes. So um, that's a good trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apologies to any of our listeners outside the club. Yeah. You'd have someone like Sir Michael Heseltine in Berber, Green Wellington's walking through. The countryside is a toilet. <laughs> saying it as if it's marvellous. Yeah, exactly. The countryside is a toilet. <laughs> but it is. When I go on walking holidays, I mean, the joy of just thinking of one away, I've had one. Yeah. Just like that. I know, but I just don't want that ending up on brainyquote.com. No. <laughs> As your legacy. No, I'm all right with it. Okay. You see, most people associate uh, the countryside with, um, you know, birdsong yeah. and rambling green fields. But uh, I think of it, certainly uh, I associate it with abandoned vehicles <laughs> that's that's one of the uh, 
one of the uh, stalwarts. Anyway, um, more, more, I'll explain in a minute. But something happened which I've, I'm still, it's still in my bones. Hmm. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've heard from one of our regulars, Simon of Sudbury. Ah. He has this to say. Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. As a non-fisherman, I always think fishing must be the most boring activity imaginable. But you've just topped it, watching fishing. Yes. That's from Simon of Sudbury, SOS. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not generally seen as a spectator sport, <laughs> is it? Fishing. Anyway, what happened was Keith uh, went off uh, to the toilet, the countryside in brackets. <laughs> yes. And um, suddenly, the the rod, um, the pole bent, and it was clear there was something big on there. And like, um, Boz was sort of pulled out of his seat, and I got up, and um, it was he was really like fighting with this thing, and I was I was incredibly excited. So I thought, what I'll do is I'll reach out and grab the line. And I had no idea whether you were supposed to do that, but I watched Spencer Tracy in The Old Man and the Sea. <laughs> and he, he wrestles a marlin for about three days. I remember it cut, it's just cut right through his hands, so there must have been some um, line holding. And then a guy ran over from the next peg and said, no, no, don't do that, just hold the pole up, upright. So I let go of the thing. And then Keith come back, and it was a big... Everybody was really excited. And then it got away. Oh. And the way it got away was when he took it out, the hook had straightened completely. Wow. The thing was so heavy to just straightened out the hook. And um, I'm still not over it. That was this week and I'm still not over it yeah it, it just it summoned up everything that got away yes. <laughs> in my <Yeah>. life <laughs> I must admit my first thought was Shane too <laughs> um, which in case you don't know was the the sitcom that I uh, wrote recorded and edited dubbed and ICV have still to this day never broadcast how, how many Episodes, what's it? Yeah. Six, I think. Might so have the, been eight. I don't know. It's been a long time. So they full on did the whole end of Indiana Jones. It's being edited by top men. Yeah, exactly. It was all, it was all done. It's still there, Pierre. Yeah. Still there. Pretty we'll never be, see it. It's like the, it, the Warren Commission. It'll be on one of those um, missing, presumed wiped things that they have at the BFI. Mm. <laughs> um, so that must but have been... when I think of Shane 2 now, I, I visualise it with Roman numerals 2 rather than, <laughs> I don't know, so long ago. <laughs> but it did, it meant me, it just, I, I thought, oh, imagine a photo of Buzz holding a massive grapefish. We'd have, we'd have, that would have been a family treasure yeah. forever. And it got away. Did they have any thoughts about what it might have been? What type of fish? Yes, they said it was a carp. That's <gasps> what they said. Oh, that oh. would have been great, Frank. Yeah. Oh, so Straighten the hook. Straighten the oh. hook. Yeah, I mean, I believe the crocodile did that in Peter Pan. 
I think I'm going gonna, gonna to start using that as an expression in my life for the one that got away. Yeah. Straighten the hook. It's straighten the hook. Yeah, I mean, the trouble is with it straightening the hook <laughs> is that you know then it's... I mean, it was definitely big and it was really like pulling the rod from side to side and all. And I know people have the one that got away story, mm. but oh, man. Like oh. I say, it's still nagging at me. We didn't even get to see it, you oh. know. It's a mysterious creature. Oh, fine. Maybe we should have shone some New Year's Eve slides <laughs> on the water and it would have been mesmerised. It would have come up going, what, what holiday is that? Yeah. What is and that? I, was, I couldn't help thinking if Keith hadn't gone to the toilet that moment, maybe he could have rescued Oh, I just, you know, it's gone. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Frank, I'd like to share some reader correspondence with you. Good. Now, you have some gigs coming up. I do. I might even pop along myself, but, you know, I don't tell Frank, Pierre, when I go along. Undercover boss. Yeah, little undercover boss. Someone told me that uh, they had met Tony Adams when he played for Arsenal. And he said, um, if ever you want a couple of tickets for the game, speak to... uh, And he gave him a number. And he said, you know, come come to an Arsenal game. But don't tell me when you're coming. There's like 60,000 people in the stadium. <laughs> and he doesn't need to hear them laugh or cheer. No. He just needs to play for oh, I like so. the idea of uh, Tony Adams being a sensitive artiste. Oh, ah, yes. Um, so... Ri- Addo? Mm. Richard has got in touch. Morning, Frank, Emily and Pierre. We have tickets to see Frank on Friday. Can't wait. Is this the Lyric Frank one? on Friday. Yes, I'm at the Lyric Theatre, Shaftesbury Avenue, Monday to Sunday, inclusive. OK. <laughs> on Thursday, I received an email from NIMAX Theatres, presumably this is the theatre group which owns the yes. Shaftesbury Avenue, saying this, I'm afraid... <laughs> I am trepidatious. <laughs> saying this, you know what? We saw the show in Halifax, don't bother. <laughs> this is from NIMAX Theatre's Ree Frank Skinner. I apologise in advance for the substandard... No, it doesn't say that. It says, <laughs> I am afraid, due to an issue with our booking system, the seats you have purchased for this performance do not exist in the auditorium. What? Kafka? <laughs> How can that happen? Yeah. Richard continues... I can tell you now, we haven't removed any to put in TV cameras... But you say that. I know what your manager's like. No, but honestly, no one wants to... uh, No one cares enough. I'm like Homer now. I'm part of the oral tradition. (laughs) We're going to have to do our best to memorise it. Exactly. Because it's not... uh... It is like sculpting in ice. (laughs) (laughs) The ancient mariner with his glittering eyes telling the tale. Oh, yes. Okay, let's continue with Richard. I fear the... Ancient mariner, mariner, I fear thy 
bony hand, is he? Yeah. You are as long and brown and rippled as the sand, or something like that. Anyway, Someone once said that to me. Did that? Um, that's really very unkind. <laughs> I fear the ancient marina. It's unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get splinters well, on the boards. They've done nothing to it. No. Imagine if you were called Marina and that was your nickname. Oh, you wouldn't do that. It's very cruel. Anyway, Richard continues. So he got this extraordinary email I saying the seats didn't exist. I wonder what's happened to the seats. Well, Richard says, first time for everything. Thankfully, the theatre have given us two different seats and wait for this. Oh, there's plenty of seats. <laughs> let's, let's, I mean, let's put trumpet that to the public. (laughs) Thankfully, they've given us some seats that do exist. (laughs) He continues, and complimentary drinks. Oh. So all good. The new seats... How many complimentary (laughs) drinks, I wonder? The new seats are on the second row, so now slightly worried. Why? Well, I think he just thinks maybe people fear that, don't they, being in the firing line. Well, some love it. Of the Skinner rapier wit. Some love it. Mm. I, um, the, the complimentary drinks always makes me think it used to be a competition on the cricket um, in the days when the cricket didn't make me cry. <laughs> and uh, Mark Nicholas, the presenter, is quite partial, would say, uh, you can win tickets to, uh, and it was like a test match in Australia or something. And he'd say, you get two seats, great seats there, we, a hotel, lovely hotel, blah, blah, blah. And at the end it would say, and a complimentary glass of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd think, ah, stick that part of it. You can stick that. Can I get some blackjacks instead <laughs> to, the, to the value of? <laughs> Kilogram. Oh, so people always think, but you know what you get, which is special, a glass of champagne. No. Oh, just pour it into the soil. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say about it. Frank Skinner. Radio. We've heard from Clive, oh, Clive yeah. Silas. He says, Frank, uh, saying the fish pulled the rod from side to side. <laughs> Sounds like you hooked the uh, retired actor, the shark from Jaws. Oh, uh, well, it's, we can all say now it's the one that got away and all yeah. that. Yeah. Were but, you tempted to indulge in any sort of black, like a doll's eyes? <laughs> sort of uh, style well, fisherman monologues? I never saw it. Oh. I never actually saw it. it was, what? It was, no, well, it was, you know, I only saw it... Um, oh, the fish. I thought you meant Jaws. Oh, I thought you meant Jaws. Oh, no, I saw Jaws, obviously. Why are you ruffling the paper like... Because I just, paper. I forgot, I've got it. I had, um, well, we had um, a series of calendars... Um, from our old friend Martin Cheek, who occasionally sends us his Oh, the Rude Mechanical. The Rude Mechanical Martin Cheek. He does sound <laughs> like Bottom and uh, I can't remember the names of the others. Peter, what's his face? You know. They're all called Peter names something. like Peter Chair. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever people's <laughs> names are. They're yeah. not called things like Hippolyta. <laughs> yeah. So Martin Cheek... Um, um, who I forget what he played in Pyramus and Thisbe. <laughs> he was at the wall. He was at the wall as well. Yeah. So, please find and close my latest effort. Please, can you distribute? Too many pleases. Don't. Oh, that'd be so rude. No. 
Can you distribute this to Emily Pierre and the team as thanks for all the pure... Oh, no, that was prize. I nearly read some prize. Uh-uh. Please don't... Um, more prize. Warm wishes. I'll go on, I'll settle for that. <laughs> and that was from Martin Cheek. And I'll tell you what, he's, he's done these... Um, Alice in Wonderland themed. I'm not sure I know I can distinguish between the Wonderland and the Looking Glass. Oh, um, yeah. The difficult follow-up album. <laughs> I read um, Alice in Wonderland. I, I actually, I've seen the house where the Looking Glass is. Where is it? Somewhere in Gloucestershire, I can't remember. Is it nice? I bet it is. Surely. Yeah. Um, Had a bit of cash, didn't he, Lewis? Yeah. I thought it looked a bit sort of ragged and fall into pieces and very faded. All right, TripAdvisor. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, it's a mirror. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <clears throat> yes, I read, do you remember that programme, um, it was called I've Never Seen Star Wars. Yes. And it was about things you've never done that most people have done. Yeah. And one of the things I hadn't done was read Alice in Wonderland. So I uh, read it. It's quite ambitious to suggest most people have read it. Oh, uh, well. How did you find it, Frank? Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, il- the illustrations were excellent. Yeah. But you know, was it too, people like it. Too was, he, was he one of those? Uh, was he one of those druggies, Lewis Carroll? I don't know, but people like it in a sort of a. This would be a good thing. Uh, this would tell the world good things about me if I like this kind of a way. Oh, I see. So suspicious. We've all done it. I'm the same with Takis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the same with Takis because I, I said to you often, when I went into the store, yes, I went I to should store. say, to, um, Emily bought me a bag. We, we, we plugged Takis <laughs> on here. Everyone hates it except me as far as I can tell, but we still continue... We're not on a we're not on a retainer from Takis. No. I don't know. I mean, where is Takis based? We don't know who they are. Nobody They've never knows. paid me a penny. Nobody I couldn't ID them in a police lineup. We should say actually, and we so we don't really plug stuff on here unless we love it. But we were sent some coffee recently oh, yeah. called Rave Coffee. And Emily has done exactly that. Oh. She has raved <laughs> I'm obsessed about it. by rave coffee. You know, it's got me to... I've got a little cafetiere. I feel yeah. very... Pat- those the ones that go... No, it's one of the ones you get in a hotel. No, oh, no the plunger are, one. Those are old men first thing in the morning in the street, <laughs> in my experience, <laughs> before they go... <going. laughs> Um, anyway. No, it's one of, you know, in the hotel, Frank, and they say, your coffee, sir? Yes. And they bring you the little plunger. Oh, yeah. It's one of those. It's yeah. very Parisian cafe culture. The little plunger sounds like a child theatrical from a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> <laughs> and they all ate. <laughs> Even the plunger. The little, the little plunger who dives into a tank of water to the delight of the ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That was The Clash with I Fought the Law. Congratulations. Um, yes, I'm, I'm playing that for... Uh, uh, All the criminals out there. I can't remember it now. <laughs> Mrs Vardy. <laughs> Mrs Vardy. <laughs> Mrs Vardy. <laughs> um, what's her name? Rebecca. 
Is it? Okay, lovely. This is Vardy to you. It's Omar Vardy. Goody Vardy. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Goody Vardy leaking stories to the press. (laughs) Who is this man? Jazz Corey, sir, the more contentious. I'm asked the question, (laughs) more enough to answer it. My name is Corey. Corey, sir. How how long until the Edinburgh Fringe sees some sort of horrible Wagatha Christie reimagining of the Crucible? (laughs) That would be (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) Can I be Judge Danforth again as I was at school? (laughs) (laughs) Und? (laughs) Continuing with our reader correspondence, Uh we've had a lovely missive from Christopher and Milana. Morning, Frank, Emily and Pierre. Long-time listener. Milana sounds like she should be one of the Trumps. Yes, yeah. Melania Trump. I can, I can hear. Who is the? It's Melania, Melania, the real one. Yes, I don't know what her Melania. Name is. Melania. Is it Melania? Mm, is it the same name? Uh, no, this is okay. Milana. Am I like Melania? Because it's got like a bit of Milan in it and very glamorous. Oh, okay. Keep your hands to yourself. Okay. Long time listener and admirer. You don't really hear that anymore, do you? Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> no. A little bit of 70s and inappropriate in many ways, but um, an admirer of the podcast. Today is the first day listening to the show live, though. Oh. Hence the first time I'm writing sorry. into the show. <laughs> not, that it do, not that it's polished in any way for the podcast. Well, Christopher <laughs> feels it adds a, an extra level of magic. You know when you get um, when you buy salad and it's got like grit in it. So I never wash anything that I'm going to eat. Oh no! And it's got like grit in it. I think that's what the podcast is like. We could have rinsed it and made it ready to eat, but oh, I couldn't be bothered. It's gritty. Get it out. You think it's gritty? Get spinach. it out there. Let's pretend it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not wash, wash any food? No. Why not? I don't. I hate when you've got like fruit and you bring it back and it's like then I wash it with one of our filthy tea towels I might as well have left it the way it was that's true you know Americans you know I don't think we've ever thrown a tea towel away in our house we have got tea towels that look like something that the ancient mariner would have around his shoulders honestly and they still get washed and go massive holes raggedy and still washed for ironed you've got a Halloween tea towel at what point do you wash your tea towel They smell, they start to smell, I find. Well, maybe go in before then, Frank. No, I think that's a good rule of thumb for a tea towel. Why do they always get... (laughs) Stink. Anyway, we haven't got to the the heart of the matter. Okay, so Christopher... You go on about stink. Christopher and Milana. Exactly. But the reason um, I'm sharing this is because they're currently uh, on their way to view a number of potential trial wedding venues. Are they having a trial wedding? Well, this is what I need to establish. But Milana has now become a fan of the show as a result of Christopher, so thank you. Oh, that's lovely. Well, welcome welcome to you all. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I like like shabby chic in a wedding. Do you? Yeah, wedding um, reception area. I tell you, your uh, sister and brother-in-law, that was a good one. One of my favourites. 
Oh, yeah, that was a nice one. They, free flip-flops you got? Free flip-flops? Yeah. Yeah, f- oh. free, free flip-flops if you can. You have to say it to get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why there was free flip-flops. No, but it's, I'll tell you why. It's muddy because, out. No, it's for the ladies. Because oh, we get tired of, of our shoes oh, after. Oh, and yes. the, your sister-in-law was very considerate and you. I never understood that. It was lovely. I don't want to be like, you know, I don't, <laughs> what, I tell you what I don't understand about women. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, uh, people, women trying on shoes, they go, oh, oh, yes, I'll take those. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got plasters in my in handbag. It'll be fine. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> there you go. And, and they take so long to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've received some further correspondence, Pierre, haven't we? Yeah. We've got a uh, Merrick has uh, emailed in during the week saying... Long-time listener, first-time emailer and known associate of Hopkins-John. Oh, yeah. Um, Praise Redacted. Continuing the theme of adverts and advertising, please find attached a picture of a local joiner's van. Lovely bit of passive-aggressive advertising on the side. So there is a picture of a joiner's van, and amongst all the standard sort of, you know, timber, orangeries, garden rooms, windows and doors, Hmm. and then there's a sort of motto in italics across the flank of the van that says... Every time you don't specify timber, you're helping to destroy the planet. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love an aggressive... <laughs> it's a very catchy... Um, <laughs> an aggressive why, slogan. Why, does that, why is that true? Does is he it, mean you pick a specific kind of wood? Yeah, if you... If, but it's funny, isn't it? Cause surely is it better they, to destroy the planet using timber then? No, I think it's like specify the kind of timber. Oh. So if you don't say, please use re- sandalwood. Yeah, more like pine that has been grown in a oh. reusable way. Oh, but I then, see. But that's odd because surely can't you decide not to use rare macadamia wood because you're the joiner. Isn't it a bit well, like saying, if you don't tell me not to kill these dogs, <laughs> you've got a lot of dog blood on your hands. Yeah. Well, don't do it then. See, my dad was always building things, and I think he was on a constant search for timber. Yeah. He used to say, there's some timber in the skip down on Salop Road, so I'm going down there with the bike, and off he'd go and come. <laughs> Pallets was a very popular. Oh, pallet. Well, that was how, of course, the late Hilary Duvet made her fortune. Yeah. The industrial pallet. Indeed. Mm. Um, yes. What would he build from pallets? I think she offered that kingdom for a horse, if I remember <laughs> rightly. You could build us a right. birdhouse. I understand what you're doing there, Frank. <laughs> a birdhouse. You could build us a giant birdhouse if you had some pallets. Yeah. You could. You could build a birdhouse in your soul. What's that song? Yeah, a birdhouse bird in, in your soul. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, so it's, it is, that is complex. I think that's what it's saying. Every time you don't specify timber, you're helping to destroy the planet. Wow. Have a nice day. <laughs> um, I wouldn't know how to specify. If I found a boat and I need a new porch, and can you make sure it's... Um, pine. Lark. 
Lange. And it, and it went, 
He, he just burst into tears. Absolutely terrifying. The whole thing stuck all these terrible giblet things hanging off it. Oh, man. That is the most disappointing animal encounter. Or avian, I should say. Is it avian, Pierre? It's avian. Oh, it's avian. I don't know what it is. It's got so much going on. But the idea of... You'd have to slap it all over unless you just cut one part what, could you just slap one part and the other parts would cook uh, I suppose but then one part would be overdone I'm in like my pan. Purse, right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like when you uh, microwave a, a jacket potato and the bottom is like a base yeah. that you can stand <laughs> it like, like it's like a model <laughs> yeah of exactly. a, a potato <laughs> I suppose, yeah, you'd have to have the turkey like rotator. My, my granny's cap... I told you this recently. <laughs> my granny's Capi de Monte... Uh, did I tell you this? Yeah. I can't Capi de Monte was... If you, you were aware, it's a form of China. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a figurine of a man on a bench. Uh, yeah. My gran. Did I tell you this? Uh, and he sort of got uh, uh, holes in his clothes and a bottle of beer, and, and in the bottom it just says... Trap. <laughs> we didn't know, you see. We didn't know then. I mean, you can't. Well, I always told you my dad had a much nicer phrase Gentleman of the Road. Yes, mm. lovely. 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 You should have used Gentleman of the Road, your granny. I suppose, well, she didn't inscribe it. <laughs> she bought she, it, I'm she, just saying. She bought it like that. She bought it. She knew what she was doing. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215. I wish I could say it rhymes Dean with 15 a bit more, obviously. Follow us on X and Inst... You know, at Frank on the radio, X and Instagram. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Professional to the last... <laughs> <laughs> we um, were discussing Strictly briefly. Yes. Off air. Off air, yeah. And Pierre hates it. Do you think he doesn't like it? It's our thing. I think he it? hates us talking about it. I think Why? it's bread and circuses, nothing more. <laughs> it is, yeah. I know, but this... It's week... actually bread and circus this week, this week. No, I'll tell big, you what it is. A big loaf and a big clown all dancing. I'll tell you yeah. what it is. It's, it's what... artisan. Oh, it's not as much frippery as you suggest. <laughs> it's what they insist on referring to as fright fest, which I don't like. Fright mm. fest. Fright fest. Yeah, it's yeah. Halloween night. You see, when they, everyone has to do something it's monstrous. It's the uh, Americanization Except, of our country. Um, when Dan Suddenly Walker Halloween was on, is a thing. Dan Walker's um, Christian beliefs means that he can't. Uh, celebrate Halloween so he was a giant lobster you wouldn't get that on a (laughs) little slide for the Halloween no there'd be no lobsters but it was it was very like chariots of fire when uh, the guy wouldn't run on a Sunday oh Eric yeah Eric Little Eric Little hold on (laughs) hold on the summer going on here there was um, Eric Little, the supermarket air. You you get a lot of that, um, especially in the states. They'll, so they'll say, oh well, I, you know, instead of celebrating Halloween, I'm just going to dress up and go to a costume party. And you sort of think, what do you what do you think Halloween is? Yeah, because they think it's devil worship. How do you where oh, do you stand on it in yeah. the Catholic tr- tradition? Well, we are um, like the Goths. We 
talk a lot about death and know that we'll never be fashionable. Oh. And uh, <laughs> we're all right with um, the undead. It's part of our brand. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. Uh, I'm okay with it. Okay. Maybe if I dog deeper... Uh, no, I'm, I'm, and trick or treat has, has got an element of uh, heaven and hell about it. Mm. Yeah. There Absolutely you go. There's you could have, the end of the lesson. You could have dressed as All Hallows' Eve and just come as every saint. Yes. Yeah, that would have been... Big uh, costume. That would have been an enormous costume. At least you'd be on wheels for St. Catherine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, who's your favourite saint? Oh, I like... Um, I like Boniface, mm. the uh, Anglo-Saxon saint, okay. who went to Germany to spread the word and then ref- was refused to defend himself in a battle and was slain. Oh, I like yeah. the sound of him. Okay, I'm glad I know that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I would like to... We've all got a favourite. Sure. Yeah, I like Sebastian. Oh, Hobbs. dear. Hobbs. Yes. Uh, I would like to take us back to some correspondence that we received during the week Mm -hmm. from our readers because they do get in touch and we love this uh, so we have an ongoing it's almost like the seams between the separate Mm. programs are filled in as in a wall by people saying oh that thing you said last week blah blah I like it yeah Mm. So, you may recall we were talking about, and this has been an ongoing... Never assume a man of my age may recall anything. No, you're absolutely right. Generic advertising, I'll oh, inform yes. you instead. Yes, yeah, we so it's, I was talking about the fact when I was a kid, people would advertise not um, just things like Dairy Lee Triangles, but they would advertise <laughs> the abstract concept of cheese. Yes. So people would say there was an advert in which a, a man said, cheese, please, Louise. And it was for people who hadn't heard of cheese or ever thought of buying cheese generally. And, and there was a few of them. Milk. Drink a pint of milk. A pint of, a pint of per person per day. Yep. Pint, of, pint of milk yeah. a day. And, so and we discovered some others like pork. Yes, and Ian Price in Cumbria has just uh, prompted us saying, I don't know if it's been mentioned, but there was also the Slam in the Lamb series of adverts. Yeah. Uh, Neil in Edinburgh. Slam in the Lamb. Very led by rhyme. Yes. That, yes. that decision. Um, and it was the idea of making it a slightly acceptably macho 70s activity for a dad to do. Slamming uh, the lamb, it's OK, you can imagine Don't, don't slow cook it like you're seducing food. <laughs> yeah. like some silly lady. Put down that electric blanket. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to slam this lamb. You it's can okay, imagine guys. the marketing guy at Spam thinking, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Regarding um, the generic advertising of concepts such as cheese or mm. beef, uh-huh. and your own love for poetry, Frank, this is a real intersection of interest. This email, okay, it's from Hopkins. Yeah, and uh, says uh, back in the nineties, a friend in A level English wrote a meat-based poem entitled "Why Do Butchers Use Cheap Green AstroTurf." <laughs> Oh, yeah. I can't remember the full body of work, but the opening line was, all the meats start in a standard 4-3-3 formation. Why, butcher man? 
I like it. It's nice, isn't it? I really like the, the sort of slightly beat poetry aspect of why yeah. butcher when, man. When it said all, all the meats, I thought it was going to be like that mamas and papas talking about the cooking process. All the meats are brown, all the meats are brown. And the plates are grey, and the plates are grey. I took out some pie, took out some pork. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have loved that, Cass. Yeah. The old mouth would have been watering. Hold <laughs> down. Hold down. Poor Cass. What a Poor voice. Cass. What a voice that dame has. <laughs> Production of Guys and Dolls. Yeah. Um, Neil in Edinburgh, Frank. And I'm not going to do that with my arthritis. <laughs> I don't know, those cobbles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Neil in Edinburgh, this is still on the theme uh, of the generic food ad campaign. Yeah. Uh, Neil and Edinburgh gets in touch. Morning all, my all-time favourite generic food advert campaign was for Seafish, using the slogan, you can't resist a kipper. <laughs> okay. Seafish. Adverts, yes. I didn't even know it was a category, but I suppose well, it makes sense. Oh, we're returning to sea fish. Is it based on the old, when I, I'm on a sea fish diet, when I sea fish, I eat it. Don't worry, we're going to get back to sea fish. OK. Uh, adverts featured a slightly plump cat, rude, yeah. wearing appropriate PPE, trying to break into a fridge using a blowtorch and dynamite. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I have the ad in front of me, I'm holding it here. You can't resist a kid. All right, Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of plump, I saw How a... How dare you? I saw a... <laughs> yeah. Speaking of plump, Emily. No. <laughs> Speaking of plump... It's all right, I, I made the joke first. I know, exactly. <laughs> I saw a... Uh, I can only make it because you obviously uh -huh. aren't. Not that it's a bad thing to be. <laughs> That's, That's a close one. The modern times. Yeah. It's hard. For no, us. I saw a, um, a, a a painting which I've never seen before um, by a man called Michael Andrews, mm. and it was it was a painting of a a plump gentleman in a suit, and it was called the painting's called a man <laughs> who suddenly fell over, <laughs> and it's got this bloke. <laughs> He's fallen over and there's a woman, like, screaming next to him in absolute <laughs> horror with her head in her, head in her hands. That's great. It is. It's worth Googling. Do you think Michael Andrews gets a lot of people excited halfway through his name? Yes. And they go, We've got a new painting here by Michael oh, Andrews. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. My name is Michael. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Leo Nardi painted some good stuff as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we oh, laughed. No, oh, no. Oh, we've got the, as the fez emerged. The fez oh. has emerged, and so we will pause okay. fractionately, fractionately. Write that down, I like it. And um, then there'll be things, and then we'll be back. That's how the show works. Get over it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, I need to share something that you heard this morning. Yeah. Uh, watching Australian... Have you ever seen Super Lego Masters Australia? 
I'll wait. I've never <laughs> seen Super Lego Masters. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never mind the. Uh, never mind the the uh, development <laughs> of the idea. The never, fran- never mind the, the franch- Antipodean spin-off. The franchise yeah. expansion. Okay. Well, I only caught, because I sometimes do this. Do you ever do this before you leave the house? We have an early start. What about when Patrick Stewart told me that an American TV exec had said that we were gonna, they were going to rest Star Trek because of franchise fatigue? <laughs> I love that. I've got that. Yeah. <laughs> I am franchise fatigue on legs. <laughs> I heard something, you know, when you only hear maybe three seconds or seven seconds, perhaps, of a show, mm. and you think, I'm in already. Mm. I've got to go, but I'll be back. Yeah. Because I only heard, this is what I heard, when I caught a bit of Australian, what, are, what is it called again? Super, Super Lego, Lego, Lego Masters. Australia. Yeah, okay. I heard a man shouting, put your hands in the air and lay down your bricks. <laughs> okay. I'm in. And to be fair, they did. Okay. How are they going to introduce... Well, yeah, someone to riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd, you'd, sh- you'd shout down the length of a prison. <laughs> yeah. But also, there's a chronology issue there, isn't there? You can't put your hands in your... In the air and then lay and down your bricks. Put your hands in the air and then open your fists and let the bricks cascade <laughs> well, down terrible. your arms. Oh, the sound! Of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, well. I, re- I recommend it. I think we should all go in. Uh, can I also? Rowan, sh- can I? No. <laughs> can Sorry, I also I share I this with you? A cricket point from Tristan Harris. Hi, Franken team. Tristan Harris is from the Birmingham area. <laughs> Hi, Frank I and love Tim. that. With regard to flip-flops being given out, you may recall I was mentioning earlier that Rachel, your sister-in-law, had a lovely touch at her wedding. Where we- people got free. Not just flip-flops, I think, but those sort of... Um, they were fabulous. Espadrille. Yeah. <laughs> and it was for us ladies yeah. with heels. So... Uh, Tristan continues, with regard to flip-flops being given out, many voluntary street... Unfortunately, they got them from Lidl. They were all size 14s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I love, in. I love this wedding. Just a job for Pierre. <laughs> you would have loved it, doing yeah. the Monster Mash. Yeah, yeah, it might be a satire. But yeah. anyway, carry on. Many voluntary street pastors. I can never say that, Frank. Is it pastor? Pastor? It's hard to say without want, being American. I know, I want to say it in the right way. I don't way. know what the word uh, is. Pastor. Pastor. Oh, a pastor as in a... Is uh, that the right word to say? Yeah, yeah like a, a preacher man. A preacher man. Uh, many voluntary street preacher men who patrol town and city centres on Friday and Saturday what, nights. manic street preachers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. In, in also, terms of their level of busyness, yeah, absolutely. Also give them out free to women wearing heels. I've heard of that As before. well as being more comfortable, it's to prevent them walking barefoot in areas where there could be broken glass. Yeah, or They're... Lego bricks. Yeah. Put your hands in the air and lie down those bricks. If you ever stood on... I know it's a cliche, but if you do stand on a Lego brick, it feels like... Not only does it hurt, but it feels like your power cable has been removed <laughs> and you have nothing in you. To fight back. Do you think the street pastors originally were handing out flip-flops for the high-heeled women out of a sort of, here you are, Jezebel, <laughs> sort of angle? Exactly. Put these on, you harlot. And long skirts, they were handed out as well. Bonnets. Ashminas. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so.
<laughs> oh, this will be in our version of The Crucible. <laughs> it could be set in Sheffield outside The Crucible Theatre on a wild Friday night. Absolutely perfect. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Tristan from Birmingham, he of the voluntary street pastors going around... Oh, yes. Perhaps judging women yes. for their... Well, I doubt no, it. They, I think, think they were that. trying to help. We made light of that. But I yeah. think they were worried about... You know, you see that you used to get those pictures in the tabloids of working-class young women lying in the gutter with their pants showing. I think any pastor would want to avoid that. If, yes, if but some of us avoided. are looking at the stars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at the pants. Oh, fine. <laughs> no, I don't, I you don't are care. You disgusting. I don't care for those. I've said to you before, I do not like the tabloids having pictures like from Aintree suggesting, oh, working-class women can't do the races the way posh women at Ascot do it. Mm. Shut your faces. Okay. <laughs> Tristan. A little bit of politics there, as Ben Elton used to say. Uh, why did Ben Elton have to tell us he was. Was it his way of apologising in case people didn't like it? I think it was like more it? of a wake up call. Oh, yeah. Um, Tristan from Birmingham <laughs> has, in addition to that, he points out they also give out lollipops as trials have shown them to prevent trouble in or outside pubs and clubs. That's People so are less likely to shout aggressively while sucking on a lollipop. What yeah. say you, Frank Skinner? I think they've put hemp in them or something to <laughs> slow them down. They're strung out, the people. I was once at an away game. I think it was Oldham Athletic. I think they had an artificial pitch at the time. And, and the West Brom fans, our section, were kept in after the game, which was a common thing to do, let the streets clear a bit before you let the away fans out. But um, they played um, I Tore, I Tore a Puddy Cat... And um, the oh, teddy right. bear's picnic, and I think it can only have been a, a psychological yeah. plan to make us feel jolly it's and childlike, they, so we didn't go out looking for violence. They do that in um, tube stations and McDonald's sometimes. They do play they? classical music to, right? to dissuade the youths in some way or to keep people calm and it is quite surreal if, you, if you're if you not aware of that strategy and you're just trying to buy a, uh, a burger from McDonald's and you hear Sibelius it's a very good idea yeah. blaring and best place I've ever, I once had Teddy Bear's Picnic played in a gay club okay. which if you know you know it was a lovely reference yeah okay well I was once in a in a, a car um, as in somebody driving me and we were stuck in traffic on uh, a major road in central London and he suddenly switched the radio to uh, classic FM and uh, I said uh, oh do you fancy a bit of classical music he said my doctor said if I get stressed I need to listen to classical music (laughs) 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 but um, to be in heavy traffic classic FM and he just he said no and he just he was he, he stopped talking to me he was just soaking it up (laughs) <laughs> so, um, Frank, very quickly, Lorna of Langford uh, is Buzz watching Strictly tonight. Nigel's dancing to Kiss. Just putting that. Up there. What? Yes. <laughs> well, Buzz will be watching Strictly, yeah. but I don't. Know if I, in a way, I don't want him to know that because he'll be so utterly delighted that yeah. Kiss are <laughs> featured Nigel's on my there. I'm thinking Crazy Nights is my guess. What do you think? 
Claire doesn't like Strictly. I, I, He's not going to get involved. He hates <laughs> no, but he the like, watches. He knows Kiss. I know Kiss. Oh, I have to think on that. Oh, I'd okay. go for um, Heaven's on Fire. I love that riff, man. Okay. Mark in Fair Oak has yeah. been in touch. I don't know where that is, but I like the sound of it. Sounds mm. nice. Oh, some sort of golfing area. Maybe he's just specifying his timber. <laughs> yes, at last. Because if you don't... Yeah. You're destroying the planet. OK. Hi, Frank and crew. Oh, it makes us sound like astronauts. Mm. I love that. Love the show, love the show and so on. Mm. I heard you talking about cooking a leg of lamb using an electric blanket. <laughs> yeah. How embarrassing. I do apologise, Mark. Even stranger, there was an A-level physics exam oh, last year. We, we read We've it. Read it. Read it. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 15 years and it's finally happened. <laughs> Someone's read out the same one twice. As I was reading it, I realised. Oh, well, I I'm thought... really sorry. As I started reading, I thought, this sounds familiar. How strange. Someone else has used the same wording. Oh, oh that reminded me of when I saw... Um, I don't know what to do. I can't remember his name now. The do. guy who wrote um, Get Shorty and... Oh, What's yes. Uh, 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 Elroy James or yes, something like that. Yes. Not that. But um, I saw him <laughs> at the BFI and they asked him, he'd, uh, he'd um, written some of the uh, spaghetti westerns for Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And he said, um, yeah, when they asked me, I said, uh, spaghetti western doesn't make any sense. It's like a Hawaiian pizza. And it got quite a laugh. And then later on in the oh, question, no, somebody said, what was it like working with Clint Eastwood? He said, well, when they asked me a spaghetti western, oh, we all no. thought, no, don't, it's that, no. Like I thought then, I thought, that's a coincidence. Sounds a bit like the beginning of the other one. <laughs> and then he says, um, yeah, it's like Hawaiian pizza. Nothing. And he just looked around oh. like, that usually, you can see him thinking that usually he goes very well. They heard it four times. And now they've heard this email twice. I think it's the worst thing I've ever done. No, I don't think it's the worst. I honestly think it is. I think it's the worst thing I've ever done. Well, I can think of four things, but I can't say any of them on there. All <laughs> <laughs> well, those murders. Oh, I'd really yeah, like um, to apologise to everyone. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's not really fine. It's deeply unprofessional. <laughs> it was just a mistake, and we yeah. all make them. Yeah. Wait till you hear about the Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. We might have some clarity on the timber thing from Clive Silas. Oh, OK. He says, I'm sure he just means clarity use Clarity from Clive. Clive's clarity. That could be a regular feature. Clarity Clive would be who saw Goody Vardy doing something. Yeah. It's a very sort of Quaker oh, name. Oh, yeah. Clarity Clive. Yeah. Very Quaker. Clive says, I'm sure that the, the, the joiner, the, the passive-aggressive joiner van <laughs> means uh, use wood, not plastic, in terms of specified timber. But again, we must ask Clive, I would why does say, that duty fall to us? <laughs> yeah, but also, use wood, not timber. He's a perfectly good slogan. Not plastic. I don't know, Frank. Yeah, so it's use, wood, so, so use wood, not plastic. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's OK. Jeff Astell, the former West Bromwich Albion uh, star centre forward, mm. he um, sadly no longer with us, but he uh, mm. ran a window cleaning company and it said on the side of his van he was famous for headering the ball uh, 
which um, in the end turned out to be tragic, but he was brilliant at it. And on the side of the van, it said... Um, <laughs> The window cleaning, Jeff Astor Window Cleaning Company, he never misses the corners. Oh, oh that's that's very good. excellent. I like that. Excellent that work. Very nice. I like it. Oh, and so we come to the end of another show. Yeah. Wistful, The Guardian. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.